It's the Not A Face Podcast. What's up, Chicago? Thank you guys so much. Alrighty. Welcome back, guys. I'm Phoebe. I'm Paige. And this is the Not A Face Podcast. Woohoo! Episode 5. We did it. <laughs> so, thanks to everyone who has already rated our her podcast on iTunes. <laughs> we really appreciate everyone who has already rated us. If you haven't and you feel like it, that would be pretty awesome. Yep. And if you give us a rating on iTunes, we will send you a mix CD of songs that you may hear mentioned on here, but that will definitely fit the genre. So if you're listening, they're going to be songs that you like. So hopefully you guys uh, give us a rating. And if you do, please let us know. That it was you, because we won't be able to guess. Well, I can guess if I know you, but if I don't yeah. know you, you leave us a rating. You should probably tell me, because iTunes usernames are not always your name. So, um, just so everyone knows, we have a pup punk alert on this podcast, which basically just means that I am dog-sitting for my parents currently, and a little 10-pound ball of fluff is running around, um, so you might hear a little bit of noise in the background. I'm going to do my best to, you know, stop us if he makes a lot of noise, but just, you know, pup punk alert. He's, he's very cute, and he's around. trying his best. And he, he clearly wants to be in the podcast. He, he just, just tried speaking into the microphone. He did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so kind of like Chelsea Handler's Netflix show, and that she has a dog wandering around, and he can do whatever he wants. On every episode. That's how this episode of the podcast is going to be. Nice. So, today's episode is all about Fall Out Boy. It, it, I can't believe this is the first time. This is our first podcast, which is just Fall Out Boy. First episode, which is good. I, I'm so happy that we're finally here. We made it. How did you first start listening to Fall Out Boy? So, for me, it was it was definitely after when Paige started listening to Fall Out Boy, because I had a sheltered childhood. But, um... When, it, I think it was, uh, like, the first dance of sophomore year. It's, like, the big, everyone gets together at the top of the hill at school, and we dance in that little courtyard area. Mm-hmm. So, um, a song came on, and immediately it was like, oh my god, this is, like, the best song I've ever heard. I need to find out what this song is immediately. So I ran over to our buddy Andrew, and I was like, Andrew, do you know what song this is? He said, yeah, it's, it's Fall Out Boy, it's Sugar Going Down. And I was like, oh my god this is incredible and so after that like I went and bought the album and upon listening to the album once through I was like I don't know that I like this that much maybe I'll return it (laughs) to FYE or Sam's Club or whatever the hell existed but um I did not return it and I kept it and I am so so glad that I kept that CD because songs you grow to like never stick at first Paige how did you come to like Fall Out Boy? I had heard of them prior to my, like, big exposure to them, but I remember when I was, maybe it was actually when I was, I think I was about 15. I I used to go to summer camp every year when I was a kid. Like, starting from the time I was 10 up until I was 17, I was um, at a YMCA summer camp in in Wisconsin every summer. And it's an electronics-free summer camp, which, like, nowadays would be a really big deal, but even back then, like, they took your... Anyone who brought a cell phone, you had to give it up the first day and you got it back the last day. Anyone who brought a CD player, they started enforcing personal CD players as part of that while I was going camp there. Um, so the counselors would bring a boombox for like the whole cabin 
And so it was kind of like whoever brought their CD collections, you would like leave them up by the front and you could go through and like put on whatever when you were hanging out in your cabins. And that particular summer, someone, I actually think it may have been our counselor, had Take This to Your Grave. And we would listen to it, and in particular, we all became very obsessed with the song Grand Theft Auto. Like, to the point where we all knew the words and would just, like, sing it when we were walking around camp and stuff. Like, not even when we were listening to the song. And I had heard of them before, and then I got home from summer camp, and I lived on their purevolume.com page for a couple of months. Um, I remember my brother getting very annoyed with me because they had about four songs up there and I would just sit in our computer room and listen to those four songs on repeat essentially and he hated it because he is my younger brother and of course he hated everything that I liked when I was 15 and then I do remember the next summer going back and that would have been the summer of 2005 when From Under the Cork Tree came out and I remember at one of our camp dances because they had teen dances they played Sugar We're Going Down and I bought the album pretty soon after that and oddly enough I the other day like a couple of months ago was going through some old stuff and came upon the world's most wrinkled receipt from Sam Goody from when I bought that album like I don't know how this receipt from 2005 lasted in my stuff for 12 years when it I gave no importance to receipts but it did so that that was pretty great I'm definitely keeping that forever um, but that's how I I first like heard of Fall Out Boy and then once I like heard from another like should we going out and bought from another court tree it's just like history from there I mean mm-hmm. really and especially like growing up in the suburbs of Chicago they were like the band like they were our hometown boys mm-hmm. like It doesn't get better than a story about, like, two nerdy teenage guys who meet in a borders and start a band and, like, actually become something. It's pretty great. Yeah. So that's how I, like, first got into them. And then you and I, like, essentially, like, really, like, became obsessed with them at the same time. Yeah. Like, I remember driving to our, like, junior homecoming or something and Sugar We're Going Down coming on the radio and just, like blasting it and like driving to the school dance and just like it was one of those moments it's it's almost like in the movie Perks of Being a Wildflower when they're like standing up on the bed of the truck and like with their arms out and they're like that's how listening to that song in that moment felt to me. Perks of Being a Wallflower but yes. Is that not what I said? You said wildflower. Did I really? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like okay. in Perks of Being a, a Wild... <laughs> <laughs> that movie with Emma Watson and Logan Lerman and Ezra Miller that wait jo- did I think John Green wrote that one maybe he didn't no he didn't it just feels like he did somebody else wrote that book but it might as well be a John Green book but that's besides the point it was a lot I don't think that Paige and I's friendship would be as close as it was especially in high school if it hadn't been for Fallout Boy like that was our I distinctly remember writing in a yearbook I wouldn't trade our friendship for Pete Wentz and that's saying a lot and it was very much saying a lot at that point in time because P. Once was like my dude, but I'm gonna go pull out my senior year yearbook and take a picture of that. Yeah, I need to. <laughs> so funny. It's a very special moment. I had a lot of posters. We both had lot like so many Fallout Boy posters. I didn't really get to put posters on my wall until I was in college because my mom wasn't about that. But I, mean, I should designate that she was. Wasn't about that because she's an interior designer and I had a different 
bedroom than most people. Your and walls that there was were fabric. Cloth on my walls. <laughs> um, and not like she was like against me liking these bands or anything. She couldn't have cared less. Yeah. Um, and they were definitely like a big like TRL band for me. Like I would always like vote for them on the countdowns and stuff. And I don't know. I feel like I just like dove head first into Fall Out Boy fandom at the end of high school. Like we went to the Black Claws and Underdogs tour mm-hmm. in 2006. That was the first time we saw Fall Out Boy live. It was the first time and it was incredible. We had to like planes, trains, and automobiles to get to that show. We grew up in the western suburbs of Chicago. And I know, I think, I believe, maybe we did have our licenses by that point. I think we did, but mm-hmm. I was very distinctly not allowed to drive on highways, so there was no way I was allowed to drive into the city to go to a show. Your parents weren't going to let you. Nope, nope. We took the Metra, I think. We did, but it took some begging because I still had to get my dad to come pick us up mm-hmm. afterwards, and your dad had to meet us at the Metro station and put us in a cab to mm-hmm. get to UIC Pavilion. Which is hilarious to me now when you think about how close that, like, we could have just gotten on the blue line. But we didn't know anything about other parts of the city that weren't, like, the loop at that point. So. Thanks, dads, for being there. (laughs) Yeah, I remember my dad, like, came out and hit us and the other girl from our high school who went up and, like, dropped everyone off at home. And I was like, thanks, dad. This meant so much to me. And I know Mm -hmm. that he knew that it did. And he didn't. He didn't mind, which was really nice of him because he worked downtown. I remember he had to like come home from work and then come back to the city to pick us up after the show and then drive back to our suburb, which is a lot, but... No, parents, that was, the lineup was the hush sound. The hush sound from Not, I almost said Skrillex. I know it wasn't Skrillex, but it's, the guy who is now Skrillex was Sonny Moore from From First to Last. Hawthorne um, Heights. Hawthorne Heights. Ohio's for lovers. Yes. All American Rejects. Uh, yeah, All American Rejects. I don't know why I, I want to see Q's Wii Game 4 because that nope. was a later tour. But, um, yes, I think that was it. And Fall Out Boy. Boy. Yeah, that was those yeah. five. That, just five. Just five. That I was remember, so commonplace. I know. I remember telling my parents that there were five bands playing and then just being like, being like, what? And I remember so many times back then we would go to shows and we'd always go from the first opener to the headliner and the number of times that my parents would be like, you're seeing four bands for $30? That's really good. And I'd be yeah. like, yeah, like, for sure. Um, and we were in the front row of the balcony, like, directly across from the stage at that show, which was pretty good. Yeah. I remember being really jealous of the people in the pit. And there was some other girl from our high school who went who was in the pit. And I was like, how'd you get those tickets? <laughs> <laughs> Back then, we like knew and loved all the bands that would be on a bill. So when we went to a concert, it'd be like, okay, we know all these bands. We have to get there when it starts because otherwise we're going to miss this band. And it well, was a big deal. Most of the time, it would be general admission and we want to be as close to the front as possible. Yeah. Oh, Especially gosh. for Fallout Boy. Those days. Mm-hmm. Those days are long gone. I'm too tired. My legs I mean, hurt. We walked into Newfound Glory at the rave this weekend and there was like plenty of room for us to go up closer. And I was like, let's hang back here. Yep. <laughs> But, yeah, I remember that show just being so epic. Mm-hmm. And I bought two different tour shirts. I bought a Fall Out Boy one and an All American Rejects one. The Fall Out Boy shirt is the most emo shirt that has ever existed. Yep. It's a black shirt. And the graphic on it is off-center. It's, like, to one side. The The surroundings of it are in color. And the boy on it is all in gray. 
He's like walking under a ladder, holding a broken mirror. There's a black cat near him. It's like all of these things that are just like jinxes and like terrible luck and all this stuff. And I loved that shirt so much that I definitely wore a hole in the armpit of it. And it's like pretty much gray now when it was like black when I first bought it. I remember that show was the first time that I ever heard that I ever heard Chicago was so two years ago. Like I didn't buy Take This to Your Grave. I just knew the songs that were on pure volume, I think, at that point. And then I I bought Take This to Your Grave after we went to that show. But I remember hearing that song live and being like, what is this? This is an incredible song. It's about Chicago. Like we live near Chicago. I love it. This and that that show definitely like was the defining factor of like, no, this is my favorite band now. Like, these are my guys. Like, this is it. Fall Out Boy's everything. I remember being really, really, really excited for All American Rejects because I was like bananas about All American Rejects. And they had a absolutely killer set. Don't get me wrong. But it was like seeing Fall Out Boy after that was just mind blowing. And I'm pretty sure that's where I bought my Break Dance Not Hard shirt. That is. Was at that, that tour. Because I was like, huh, this is a shirt that Pete Wentz has. I have to have this shirt. But mine was pink. And it was like the cheesiest, most neon thing I've ever seen. But. It was beautiful. I don't think that shirt would fit me anymore. <laughs> but Sounds about right, though. It was 2005. I mean, neon was everything, which mm-hmm. is hilarious because I remember getting ready for that show and being like, I have to wear black. <laughs> 16-year-old me was like, you can't wear color to a follow-up show. I don't... I, I thought there were all these rules about being, like, an emo kid, scene kid when I was in high school, and, like, who cares? I don't know. You can't wear the band shirt to the show. That's weird. Then they'll know you're there for them. Like I did that all the time. I know. I feel like that was such a stupid unspoken rule that I still was like, oh, I can't do that. Like I felt like I was really supposed to not do that for a good time there. And now I'm like, yeah, I'll wear that shirt to the show. I'm going to the show. It's just going to happen. Deal with it. <laughs> but man, that was, that was a lot of fun. I wish I could, like, go back in time and relive that show. I would love that because, like, just thinking about where all of those bands, like, landed up and stuff, like, that was the heyday for most of them. And even, like, the All-American Rejects, that was definitely their heyday. Oh, yeah. Um, Move along. So good. And I remember that was, like, right before the Hushdown played at our high school. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we actually went to the same high school that two of the members of the Hushtown graduated from. And they were older than us. Like, I think one of them might have been a senior when we were freshmen or something. But they came back shortly after that tour and played a show at our high school, which was really cool. And I remember our, like, high school band director. It was a benefit for the band because the two who had graduated from there were in high school band. And, um... I remember our band director when we were buying the, the tickets from him. We were like, oh, we're we're going to see them soon. He was like, on the Fall Out Boy tour. And we were like, oh, no, who Fall Out Boy is? <laughs> we're old. <laughs> this isn't allowed. <laughs> Never mind the fact that they were all over the radio. Oh. Um, it got to a point where, like, my mom would, like, when we got to college, would clip out newspaper articles about Fall Out Boy and send them to me. Be like, look at this. I'm like, so cool but it was <laughs> every it was ah everyone knows we like fallout boy that's our thing yeah we like fallout boy <laughs> it actually kind of like 
I don't know. I have some stories. Like when I started college, there was like a Facebook group or something for people who were going to be freshmen in my dorm for the summer before we started. And someone who turned into one of my best friends, but at the time I was a little creeped out by, she like added me on Facebook earlier in the summer. And then when we got to school, I met her and I didn't really recognize her from her Facebook picture. And she walked up to me and went, you're fallout boy girl. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) who are you like backing away slowly like who are you like what do you want and I remember being a little embarrassed because I I distinctly remember when I was going to college I was like we gotta ease people into how much I like bands can't be like that like Brandon like that girl who likes all these bands like from the get-go like don't need (laughs) as my thing like from day two or whatever but sure enough that happened yep but then she ended up being one of my best friends and I was definitely like band girl all through uh, I remember visiting Solid. you one time and drew a picture of myself as Little Miss Emo Shine on the on the whiteboard, and it's still that's my defining trait, Little Miss Emo Shine. Oh my god! <laughs> and the links that we went through to see Fall Out Boy when we were in college. Oh my god! There was a time we went to see them, and I had missed the bus that I was supposed to take, so I was in a sorority for like a, one semester. And my sorority sisters drove me to the show so that I could go see Fall Out Boy. He's like, "You can't miss Fall Out Boy. That's your band." And yeah, that was an hour drive each way for them, mm-hmm. just to, like, drop you off to come to the show with me, which was really nice of them. Mm-hmm. That was the Young Wild Things tour. That was a good tour. That was a very good tour. That was, here's what we aimed for. Playing White Tees. Gym Class Gym Heroes. Class Heroes and Tyga. Wasn't Tyga on that tour? I don't remember that. Oh, I think he was. Um, I didn't take any pictures of him. I have a whole album on my Facebook of pictures. Maybe he just did a song with Gym Class or something, but... That was a show that we entered a very special contest to try to win a chance to introduce the bands on stage and meet them afterwards. Does that video still exist? It does still exist. And it better, because it's incredible. It's embarrassing, but, but so it's great. I believe that the contest was to make a le- like just a lyric video or something, or kind of just a general video. No. no? It, was, okay. it was literally just like... Co-host the show with Dirty, do whatever you want. Okay. And we'll pick a winner. Okay. See, my memory's terrible, so I'm like, that's what we did, but I can't remember if that was the contest stipulation. We took Fall Out Boy lyrics out of context, all around my dorm and stuff, and then at the end we lip-synced to Thanks for the Memories. We had me stand on a chair, because I was Pete and Paige was Patrick, and I had to stand on a chair so I looked taller, because otherwise it wouldn't make sense. (laughs) But I Do we d- dare bring that video back from, from the dead and post it on yes, our socials? Yes, it's, it's iconic. I had my hair looking so terribly emo, and we had one part where... Man, I can't remember all the specific lyrics. I know there's one part where... Oh, I remember we, we like, had one scene where we used um, You Are a Getaway Car, and we mm-hmm. had, like... You jump on my back or something. Oh, you're a getaway car. Go, go, go. I remember another part where we did... I think we did one that was like, we have to take our clothes off. Yes. Oh my god, we definitely did that. I think we did one that was... We did YouTube from the closet instead of YouTube from the closet. That was my favorite one. (laughs) That was my favorite one. Still sing that as YouTube from the closet. Because that's more fun. friction. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um, Ribbon wrapped around my wrist. It yeah. says, do not open before Christmas, where I popped out of a box. It was really inventive, I will say. I mean, 
It was good. It I'm, was I'm glad that I lived in the artsy dorm where people were kind of weird in general mm-hmm. so that we didn't seem extra weird by, like, filming random stuff around there. And I had one of my friends who was an art major, like, edit the video for us. She also made us t-shirts. She did for that oh, tour. So good. The problem was we won, but then nothing happened. Yeah, basically what I heard later was that they... Someone had put together that contest as a ploy to try to get Dirty to do that tour. Oh, oh shit. And then Dirty didn't do that tour because he had, like, a kid that was at home that was born at some point, like, around that tour, which is understandable. Um, But, so, that was really lame because we had to, like, get a bunch of votes and stuff. And I remember there was a computer lab in my dorm, and we discovered that if you signed on to the computer, voted, and then moved on to the next one. It was counting IP addresses for the cookies. So we would vote like 30 times a day from all the different computers in our dorm computer lab, which must have looked really weird to those student monitors who like worked in that computer lab. It's kind of weird that no one ever asked me about it. But anyway, so when that was announced, I said, well, you guys will just get to have a meet and greet with the band. And I was like, okay, cool. Day of the show comes. Phoebe's, like, still trying to get to Champagne to come see the show with me. Meanwhile, I go to the, like, will call or whatever. Like, I followed the instructions that they gave me for the meet and greet. They had no idea who I was. My name wasn't on a list. They asked me who to call, and I told them the person at Crush Management who had sent me the email, and they were like, we don't know who that is. Um, so I was heartbroken. Phoebe got to the show and we landed up just like going in and we were able to pretty much get on the barricade at least, but I was so upset. Yeah. I, it was soul crushing because it was like, oh my God, we could finally meet Fall Out Boy. And that was at a point in our lives where like meeting Fall Out Boy, we would have and I'll be imploded, off. like fucking died. We've met them since then, but that, that point in our lives, that would have been just absolutely incredible. So it was a kind of a letdown, but... The show was really, really good. They did send us some consolation prizes. That's right. I still have that clandestine tie tie, that was the same one that, like, Pete Wentz wore to some VMAs or something. I I never really got confirmation if it was a duplicate or if they just, like, sent me his tie. I really have no idea. It's someplace in a drawer. I can't get rid of it. I don't remember going to do with it again. But But you can't get rid of it? No. Not at all. (sighs) So... We, we did that. We won a contest, at least. Woohoo! <laughs> Man, now I'm, like, afraid to watch that video again. No, it's incredible. You absolutely should. I still remember being judged so much more hardcore for liking Fall Out Boy, though, than, like, when I started at a different school, um, we were going around in a circle, and it was an art school, so when we said what our favorite band was, almost every dude was like, Red Hot Chili Peppers. But I said Fall Out Boy, and everyone was like, <laughs> they, like, they made fun of me. I'm like, Suck a dick. Like, it, it, Fall Out Boy are good. All those people probably liked Fall Out Boy and secretly wish they had the balls to say that because guess right. what? I'm sure that every single one of those people went to one of their shows after they came mm-hmm. back from hiatus. You're in art school. You liked Fall Out Boy at some point. Shut up. Like, <laughs> especially if you're from Chicago. Like, I feel like everyone our age. Well, and you went to, the, like, the art school that was known for music business stuff that was, like, very popular for, like, the scene. Yeah. Like. Shut up. I literally, in one class, a project was, like, to do, like, a marketing project, and three people in my class did a new Fall Out Boy album. 
as their marketing project. And that was, of course, during the hiatus when we were all heartbroken anyway. But the hiatus is a sore subject. Makes me sad. Me too. I was, like, heartbroken for days. Mm-hmm. I mean, for years, really. For but, years. But, like, incredibly, like, life-disrupting heartbroken for, like, 48 hours after it happened. It was not okay. And I don't think any other band break would ever affect me like that did. No. Especially not, like, now I... I don't want to say it doesn't mean as much to me, but, like, back then it was still, like, my life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, daily. Just, like, this is, like, what I'm, like, so, like, invested in. It's, like, my favorite thing. Like, whatever. And now it's, like, I feel like once you get a little bit older, you lose some of that desperation of, like, I just, like, need this in my life so hard. Like, Mm -hmm. you, like, still really love it and you're still really passionate about it, but it's, like, I don't know. When you're, like, 20, but still... Very vulnerable time. I feel like the closest thing would be when we went to California and saw Yellow Card at their last show ever. Oh my goodness. Which I we know. had to, obviously, but. I'm wearing a Yellow Card hoodie right now. I miss them. Me too. Ryan Key is still selling $100 handwritten lyrics, and I may have to get myself that for Christmas this year. There you go. But though the hiatus was a really hard time, they were very very set when they made their announcement that they were going on hiatus that it was a hiatus and that they would be back none of us believe them no not a one I don't know anyone who didn't think that was the end of the band I remember when they came back Patrick was like we told you we were coming back why didn't you believe us Uh, I think it was the, I mean, it was the way in which they did it with such one flair where it was just like so dramatic that it just felt like it had to be the end. And then there were so many times it was like, they're coming back, they're coming back, they're coming back, where it would be like, oh my God. And then it was just too many times of people being like, this is happening. And then it didn't, or them saying, we're not actually coming back as in the literal day before they came back being like, no, it's not happening. We're not getting back together. And then... They fucking did. And it was incredible. That was the best day of my life. I'm, but I'm so serious when I say that that was yep. the best singular day of my life. Yep. But I have... We both have things to say. We have notes to read from our Tumblr days. Of... Um, I cannot believe that I still even like have this Tumblr account. I tried to delete it once when my study abroad blog is linked into it, so I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a very long post that I wrote the day of the hiatus mm-hmm. announcement. And it's very dramatic. But a lot of it's really good. You can read the whole thing and we can edit, or you can edit it down later if you want, but that's up to you. I'm just going to read this one part in particular, because I actually really like the way that it's written. Mm-hmm. I was a journalism major in school, so I guess I'm a good writer. Mostly, I remember Fall Out Boy as a friend who was always there. When I was in high school, I was definitely the kid who mostly kept to herself. I got rejected by boys and was terrified of failure, and while I had friends, I didn't quite have a place. Fall Out Boy essentially made me realize that I was not alone with this. They're the underdogs, the real-life success story. We're the kids who feel like dead ends, and I want to be known for my hits, not just my misses. Every time I felt like no one understood me, I'd turn on my CD player, and inside was a friend. 
Someone who knew exactly what to say, only through headphones instead of face-to-face. Every rejection, fear, triumph, moment of loneliness could be hooked back to this band. I think of being a Fall Out Boy fan as an interactive experience. Never have I seen another band more dedicated to their fans. From responding to questions on their website to holding a score of guerrilla marketing promotions that got fans bonus tracks to putting my name with over 4,000 others in the thank yous on their greatest hits release, I know that they care about every kid who puts on their headphones and listens to their music. Fall Out Boy also introduced me to the scene and made me fall in love with live music. Being in the middle of a crowd, throwing my diamond in the sky, connecting with the band on stage and the fans around me, there's no greater rush in the world. I was so upset when they went on height. Like, I remember mm-hmm. being kind of a wreck, and by kind of a wreck, I mean a total mess, uh, more so than, like, when any, just about anything else happened to me in college, I think, and it was kind of alarming, I think, for some of my friends who don't really like music on the same level as me. I think they didn't really get it. They would just be like, sorry, that sucks. <laughs> um, but I, I do have one uh, friend, my roommate at the time. She, I remember, like, took me to Dairy Queen. <laughs> she was like, this feels like you're getting dumped. And I was like, I feel like I'm getting dumped. And we went to Dairy Queen and she, like, bought me a blizzard and told me it was going to be okay. <laughs> and that meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember just being up so late, like, crying And I had to go to, like, a certain class the next day, like, kind of early. And it was this class that I took on documentaries. And we would watch a whole documentary and then talk about it. And I I don't remember anything about that documentary. We had to take quizzes at the end just to, like, prove that we had watched, paid attention. I think I got, like, one out of five points on that quiz that day. I didn't catch anything because I was just so emotionally wrecked from that announcement. I felt like my world was ending. And the weird thing is that I remember them kind of, like, hinting at it on that fall tour they did. Because they did a summer fall tour with Blink that year. That's right, yeah. And I went to go see them at a show we don't normally talk about. We don't ever talk about okay, this show. Okay, but I have to talk no! about this show. No! I, I have to. <laughs> you don't. It's fine. So on that tour, they played an off-date small show at the pageant in St. Louis. Phoebe was supposed to come with us, but her mom... We don't have to talk about that. ...wouldn't let her. Um, but me and one of my roommates, the same one who took me to get Dairy Queen, and one of our other friends went to go to that show. And I actually remember, like, that night feeling like I had seen my favorite band for the last time. Because I remember that they had been saying, like, Pete once had been saying some stuff around that tour about how it made it sound like they were going to end the band. And me going to that show and going that night and just, like, not being able to sleep and, like, crying and being so upset because I really did feel like I had seen them for the last time and that was it. And then when this this hiatus announcement came, it just felt like a nail in the coffin of, like that's it, there's no going back. They're not going to get back together. That's not going to happen. And it's really wild when you think of the fact that the hiatus was only about three years because it felt a lot longer than that. And if they had just, like, not made such a big deal about the hiatus, I would have just felt like it was, like, a long break. But they made such a big deal about it. Mm -hmm. It really felt like it was the end and that there was no coming back from it. Like, I remember my college roommates were... At that point, we like they did like Fallout Boy, but it wasn't the same level. Mm-hmm. So while they were there for me, and they're like, "Oh my god!" Like 
we're obviously going to be here for you. It wasn't quite the same as if we had both been experiencing it like together at that time. But I do remember like the day before they announced that they were coming back. Um, my friend Alexis let me know. She's like, hey, just so you know, there's a Fall Boy show booked at the Webster in New York. And I was like, well, no, that's not that's not possible. Like that's. And it was the energy that we felt that day because obviously it's like page, page, page. Oh my God. Oh my God. This like, it didn't feel real. I didn't know. I mean, granted it was my friend and she, she I believed her, but like it didn't, it, well, it was, one there were so many articles coming out. I didn't know what to believe. One of our local radio stations was teasing a big announcement at like 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. that Monday. And I remember everyone was like, this is about follow-up. Like, I don't know how people knew. I don't even know how people who didn't live here like heard about this radio station announcement for our local radio station. But people knew and people were like, This is gonna be about Follow Boy and then you heard that and I remember like waking up like an hour before they were even gonna announce anything and just being a nervous rock. Mm-hmm. And then I remember them dropping everything on us at once, like, We're back, there's a show in Chicago tonight, the subterranean, pre-order the C D, here's a it's new a song. Show. In true Fall Out Boy fashion, they don't do anything small scale. It's like mm-hmm. nothing, nothing, a bunch of shit all at once, which I always think is kind of fun. But we've already talked about what that first show was like, but we talked about that on the first podcast. But I just, I was not, never been happier than that morning. And I remember going to work and, you know, it was a Monday. I mean, people definitely are pretty like hub drove on a Monday, like on Monday at the office, but I remember going in and just, like, pretty much bouncing off the walls, and everyone was like, what's up? And I was like, my favorite band is coming back today. I have to get a ticket at 9 a.m., and, like, people are coming by my desk and be like, did you get one? Did you get one? (laughs) And then I finally, finally did manage to get the one, and we already told the story about how you later were able to get one, and I just... I can't believe that day happened. I am gonna read a little blip from my Tumblr that was the day of, because I, maybe we've talked about it before, but... I do like the thoughts that I had to say that really better describe the emotions because my memory is terrible. And I remember things better by writing them down. But when we were all standing there before they went on, it was so nerve-wracking. At least half an hour had passed since they were scheduled to go on. There was so much speculation, like, what if they didn't go on stage? What if they played one song and decided it wasn't right, that this was all a huge mistake? What if they weren't the same? And then finally... Four pairs of shoes descended that spiral staircase of the subterranean, and they were there. They were actually fucking back. And they opened with Thriller, and everyone was absolutely screaming the words back at them, ready for whatever they had to throw at us. Pete dove into the crowd. Everyone screamed and cheered. There was a smile on absolutely everyone's face, and the night was fucking legendary. I've never been to a show like that before or since, and I don't think I'll ever get to go to a show like that again. There was so much joy and energy and sweat filling that tiny venue, and I still can't fucking believe I made it in there. I was there with my best friend, I got Pete's pick, and everyone let go of absolutely anything and everything that was wrong with the world for just that night. Fall Out Boy are my favorite band, and I can't even begin to thank them enough, though God knows I've tried, for all that they've done for me. Pete said that night, There's lots of stuff about our reunion, our show, our album, that will be written on the internet. Don't let them tell you how it was. Take a snapshot of this moment and remember how this was for you. And I always fucking will. And I'm not as good of a writer as Paige. It's mostly just a lot of swear words and hyperboles. I don't know if it actually was half an hour that they waited before they went on stage. But it was a while and it it felt like a year. And 
that was just the best day ever. And I still can't believe that I fucking got in and that I had people rallying to help make sure that we both were there and in that space. Cause it was a lot of our friends saying, if anyone needs to be at this show, it's you guys like that. We just had to be there. And I still can't believe that we were. There's a beautiful, beautiful picture in a magazine where you can see my hand supporting Pete once. I'm like, look at that. That was me. And the shitty pictures that are shaky from not being able to believe what was happening before our eyes. And uh, we've talked about it at length before, but every time talking about it again, just some of a few of those memories come flooding back and it's just magical. We went to the sub T last week for another show. And every time I go there now, all I can like think about is like, remember we stood over there and we saw fall out boy Mm -hmm. play their first show back. Like, that just doesn't happen. Like, that's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of an experience. Yep. And if there's another thing to be said about Fall Out Boy, it's, like, we always had such a good, like, online fan communities mm-hmm. with Fall Out. Like, you and I were both Fob Rock boardies. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. F-O-B-R boards. That was a fucking time to be alive. That's how, like, I, you know, that was the transition into using Tumblr more and how I made a lot of my friends I don't think would have happened if it weren't for the FOBR boards. No way. And it was so much fun. My username was Neon Body Style because the Academy is. And it was just so much fun. It was really silly. There were a lot of great... I still think that's like some of the best early memes were on the FOBR boards. I had a lot of like... It was wild. Deep late night chats on those boards with random people. Mm -hmm. It's kind of weird when you think about it, but... It was awesome. It was awesome. Because I would be like, you know, like, how old was I when I was in like 17? Just like, hey, stuff's really hard. My life. Mm-hmm. Suburban 17 year old. You get it. And it'd be like someone in like Florida and they'd be like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> they'd be like, me too. And it even continued into like other bands for me. Like I would get yelled at for talking about All Time Low too much on there. But I was like, you guys, All Time Low are so good. They'd be like, shut up about All Time Low. I'm like, well... But I love them too, and it was. They did have a lot of like hierarchies and rules on those that were like made up by random people. But it was always so exciting when you'd see like, you know, like Pete actually like had an account would go on there sometimes and just like post stuff and would always be like, yeah, it's Pete. (laughs) And then there were so many different like live journal like fan accounts that I would follow. There was one called Ice Cream Headaches that was like Fall Boy News, and I followed them obsessively, especially during the. Um, lead up to Folia Dough when they were doing all those like crazy like stunts and stuff with like the donut truck delivering like cryptic donut messages. (laughs) They just did the most crazy batshit stuff and it was so awesome. Oh, another favorite follow-up boy memory of mine though. In 2008, they played the Nike Human Race in Chicago. Oh yeah! And it was a 5K that they did simultaneously in like 30 different cities across the globe or something. And Fall Out Boy played the finish line in Chicago. They had like Beyonce play the finish line someplace. Like every city had its own artist. And Fall Out Boy was Chicago's for obvious reasons because they're from here. Mm-hmm. And it was in Soldier Field. And uh, at the time I was like, you ain't getting me to run a 5K and then go to a show. Like I'm going to be nope. the last person in that venue. <laughs> um, and I remember just using my noggin and being like, how can we into this without registering for this race and having to run a race and then I was like they probably need volunteers and I went online and I found an email address for volunteer stuff and we signed up to volunteer and we got to Soldier Field on the day of the race at the time we were supposed to be there 
And they told us that we were assigned to the VIP tent, which seemed like a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of these, these teens. We were literally, like, 19. I was like, why would anyone assign me to a VIP tent? I don't know. Especially because, like, that's where, like, their families were going to be sitting. That was a weird assignment. But they had us go down onto the field. And at the time, they had some make-a-wish, yeah. fam- like, families who were down there for sound check And... All of the volunteers on the field, we were kind of, like, hanging back at the request of security, which was understandable because it was Make-A-Wish. Um, but then Pete was like, you should come closer. And we tried to go closer, and security was like, they mean the Make-A-Wish families. And we are like, okay, fine, chill. And then after the next song, Pete was like, all of you should come closer. <laughs> and security couldn't argue with that, so mm-hmm. we got to go up. Um, and there were maybe, like, 30 people watching soundcheck and I couldn't believe it because we hadn't even like met them they were still like untouchable status at that point um which they kind of are again now yeah they only had a couple like I would say like two years when they came back where it was like oh no you can actually meet them and hang out with them (laughs) they once again reached untouchable status I remember Pete was like what song do you guys want to hear and that was before we had ever heard Chicago was so two years ago live after well I said that I heard it at Black Lives and Underdogs, which is true, but they hadn't played it since. Mm-hmm. And I remember us requesting it, and he was like, we don't really, like, it's going to be bad. I'm telling you, it's going <laughs> to be bad. Like, I, we haven't rehearsed that in a really long time. And everyone was just like, play Chicago so two years ago. And so they did, and it was epic and amazing. And we were, like, at Soundcheck talking to them. And then after Soundcheck... Um, I'm sure that the Make-A-Wish families, you know, went back and, like, actually met them and stuff. But we had to go back to our, like, volunteer duties. <laughs> and for some reason, again, VIP tent, they were like, oh, let's take these teenagers backstage <laughs> and have them carry granola bars through the backstage parts of Soldier Field. And so we're, like, carrying boxes of granola bars and Joe Troman standing right there. And we were both just, like, mouth wide open, like, huh? And, like, Trying our heads cool. are, like, turning as we're walking so we can keep looking at him, like... I really want to say something to you, but I'm supposed to carry these granola bars. That was weird. That was awesome. Trying to play cool as best we can. We had a change of shirt because they're like, okay, you have to wear this shirt. And then as soon as they, like, we were, I'm sure we were very obviously, like, trying to inch towards the stage as the day progressed so that we could get barricade and be right there in front of Pete. And then as, as soon as they were, they were, I'm, they probably noticed. They were like, okay, you guys can, like, go. Well, actually, I'm pretty sure that they abandoned us. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that whoever was, like, in charge left us to just, like, hang around the VIP tent until people showed up. And at some point, we were, like, people started running in from the race to go, Mm -hmm. and they were getting on the barricade. And we were, like, we're just gonna go over there now. Okay, bye. And we just kind of, like, ran over. But, I mean, no one came to get us. And then we saw Fallout Boy for free. And that was the first time that they did I Don't Care live. I have a video and of now, that on YouTube. I'm and me YouTube. too. That's like my, that, well, it's not my most viewed YouTube video anymore, but it was at the time. Because that was the first time it had been played live. It was, and now I've heard it way too many times. <laughs> I wish they would play a different Fully I Do song Ugh, on Ride. such a good Live. album. That's the, my least favorite song in that whole album. Yep, same. The video's fun. It is, it's not a bad song, it's just not my, I would rather hear a lot of other songs on that album at this point, because they play it every tour, but you know, it was a single, so I guess. La-dee-da. I take, I mean, they have other singles on there, though. 
Just saying. I would punch myself to hear What a Catch Donnie again. I would f- go on stage and punch myself in the face. We can't talk about that song. Okay. It's we so won't talk about that song. But there were some other, like, during hiatus moments that were, fit, like, they were doing their little solo projects. I which, got to meet Patrick Stump. Yes. On 11-11-11. It was November 11th, 2011. He played the Metro with his solo thing. And I went... And I hung outside afterwards with our friend Taylor mm-hmm. and Siobhan. They were both there. And I finally got to meet him and I got to tell him like how much Fall Out Boy meant to me. And I remember like I was like, Oh my god, can can I take a, a picture with you? And he said, Yeah, and I'm six foot two as we've mentioned before, and Patrick Stump is all five foot five, maybe. And so I remember I was like I was like, Oh wait, I'll lean down a little bit. I'm pretty tall. And he was like, Oh, I'll go up. Well, Tom Cruise is. <laughs> and I got such a kick out of that. And I just remember he was, like, the nicest, sweetest person. And I remember, like, walking to the Addison Red Line stop to go back to my apartment and just, like, sobbing in the Red Line station <laughs> because I had finally met Patrick Stump. Unbelievable. Yeah. So when I met Patrick, we were headed to Angels and Kings because that's where you went because that was Pete Wentz's bar that used to exist and now does not. But um, that was when it had moved to the Hard Rock Hotel, I believe. Um, it was brand new at the Hard Rock Hotel. And we had we were on our second drink, and Patrick walks in after us being there for all 45 minutes, and I was like, holy fuck, Paige, it's Patrick. I'm like, I have to go talk to him. I have to say something. I would never, I wouldn't do that today, probably, unless I had had enough alcohol. But I was like, I have to finish my drink. It's liquid courage. And then I can go talk to him. It'll be fine. And I went over and he, and like, as soon as I got to like his area, he turned around and acknowledged me. He's like, Hey, how are you? And we talked for a good 10 minutes and I told him how much I appreciate him, how much I was enjoying his solo stuff. And he was very sweet about it. And it was a nice conversation. I was like, can I hug you? And I wasn't about to ask for a picture in a dark bar. Cause that's stupid. That, that would not have made sense. But he gave me a very nice hug. And as soon as I wandered back to the table, I was like, okay, Paige, we have to leave now. Because otherwise, I actually I'm going to freak the I fuck was, out. I was standing there watching you guys, and I did mm-hmm. not have enough, like, courage to, like, talk to him myself. Which is why I didn't get, get to really meet him until months later when I went to the next one. Because yeah. I remember just being like, that's, that's Patrick Stump. I like, can't. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really, really... Like, it takes a lot for me to go up to people like that and just talk to them. (laughs) So I remember, like, you, if you get your mind on it, you'll just do it. And Mm -hmm. I have a really hard time with that. So I I remember just, like, hovering behind, like, ten feet away and just being... (laughs) As soon as we left the bar, I collapsed to my knees and started sobbing and screaming about how incredible a person he was. And he he DM'd me later that night, well, because I had tweeted him and been like, thank you, oh my god. And I still have the DM saved in my Twitter because obviously, why would I delete it? But just, like, the nicest person on the planet. Like, even when when they came back, um, we met them... After one of the shows. We met them and after. We met Patrick after Milwaukee. Yes. And and, then, and uh, I was shaking so hard. I tried to take a selfie and it was blurry because I was shaking so hard. And then we took a second photo where he was hugging me and I'm smiling so much that you can see the dimple on my face. Like the light hit the dimple. But he was like, he's about my height. So, you and know. And then 
It's I, a good height comparison I for I tweeted <laughs> him after we met him in Milwaukee, and I was like, thanks so much for coming out tonight. It meant so much. And then I remember we were, I was driving mm-hmm. back to Chicago, and Phoebe started screaming, and I was like, why are you screaming? And I'm, like, driving between two of those, like, you know, you know when there's road construction and they put concrete up to, like, keep you in your lane or whatever? Mm-hmm. I'm, like, driving between two of those, and Phoebe's, like, screaming. She's like, Patrick Stubb responded to your tweet. And I was like, what are you? And then we're both, like, screaming, and I'm, like, trying not to crash the car while she's reading it to me. It's fine. Don't worry. No cars were harmed in the... In the in this story. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was incredible. I mean, he's just so nice. He's like the nicest human. I love it so much. Nicest, kindest dude. Besides Andy Hurley, I think is a tie. Yes. The co- like, the, the, I don't know. He seems so like hardcore and cool and metal and he's vegan and XXX and, and you works him. out muscles and then you meet him and you're like this is a kitten inside of a person's well, body he, correct he who was wearing the cat our shirt? friend sam was wearing a cat shirt or no he was wearing a cat shirt and she said i like the cat on your shirt and he goes it's a kitty and I was like, stop like that like the, the i don't know that because he he came out of the bus and we were like that andy never we were not expecting I, to see him yeah. outside the show so we're like can we go talk to him and at some point one of us shuffled forward and was like Hi, and I think it might have been Sam, but um, just losing it. And he's just such a nice, wonderful, kind human who deserves everything. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, yep. And we went to Pete's book tour, which sounds so strange to say. I came across that <laughs> book the other day. Tour. I was cleaning out some stuff and I came across Gray by Pete Wentz. That is a sad fucking book. I want to read it again. <laughs> I would like to, but I like literally for a day after reading that book was really fucking sad. Oh, it it didn't get hard. me that much. That's a, it's a good book, but it was... It's fictional. It is. But, you know, you know, me reading, I'm like, there's so much. Well, the ending is fictional because it's definitely about a rock star who hooks up with an Ashley Simpson type person, which is definitely based on his real life. But like the ending is fictional. Yeah. But we went and met him at his book tour. The funny thing about that is that we bought tickets to the book tour before we knew that they were coming back. Yeah. And I remember like. They assign you numbers to meet him in groups of, like, 50. Mm-hmm. And we were in the first group of 50 because we bought it before they came back. And then since they had announced their comeback or whatever, there were hundreds of people there by the time it rolled around. And there's all these people, and we were like, we're in the first group of 50. Because I remember freaking mm-hmm. out. I mean, we can finally meet Pete once yep. before Fall Boy even came back. But it was just, like, a chance. And then, you know, come to think of it, that was really brilliant of him to, like, announce that book coming out before Fall Boy was coming back and then announced Fall so Boy coming back and then put his book on sale. King like of that. marketing. He's very good at marketing. He's really good. <laughs> but that was, I mean, we got to talk to him for like a second, but we were like, oh, we have, we have best friend. Too. Well, I went up and said that and he was like, whoa. And then or he, I think he went, ah, and then he yeah. was like, wait, I'm not scared of that or something. It was really funny. And then you didn't really say much, but you took a selfie with him. And I got a mm-hmm. picture of you taking a selfie with him, which mm-hmm. is really wonderful. She's like, hi, can we take a selfie? Because I didn't, I couldn't. There there are many times I've tried to formulate. I literally have a notebook. I don't know where it is anymore, but I wrote down things I could say to Pete once. None of which I got out at all. And I was like, I could give it to him. I'm like, no, that's really fucking weird. Because <laughs> no, but it's a 
ongoing problem with that. But um, it is a very good book, and that was really cool to meet him and tell him that we have best friend tattoos. Definitely. Yay, Yay Pete. <laughs> oh, you know what? I remember what he did. He went, ah, I like that a lot. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I like that a lot. It's also, the best part was they gave him this really tall chair to sit on. So he looked like a hobbit. <laughs> looked way smaller, because it was in the kids section too, so it's like, oh yes. I think there was a banner for like Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit or something behind Yeah, yeah, there was, there yeah. was. Yep, it was for The Hobbit. It's like, read! Thanks, Andersons. Yep, Andersons. Killing it. So let's talk about favorite Fall Out Boy songs. Let's go more in depth here. What's, what's your favorite Fall Out Boy song overall, which is very difficult? So maybe do like a top three. That's better. And then also, what's your what song do you think is like their most underrated song? Like a song that's really good, but like not a lot of people like talk about. Well, I'll start with one of my favorites that I do also believe is one of their more underrated ones, and it's $20 Nosebleed off of Folia De. Not only does that song flawlessly feature Brendan Urie, but it is also incredible, and I would also punch myself in the face to see that live because I, I and I know it, uh, that that it's so that whole album is so good, but they, that feels like an underlier because I don't think they've ever played it live. False. Their first tour back when they did arenas with Panic at the Disco, they did it with Brendan. There you go. But that was we saw them on Riot Fest on that tour, so we yeah. didn't get that. Okay, but. I haven't seen them play live, no, so they've either. never done it live because I haven't seen it. But it's such it's such a good fun song. It just it's so bouncy and light, and oh, I love that song so much. But I don't know. They did that one tour, and then I can see why they wouldn't do it without Brendan because he's not just like you know some songs they say featuring this guy or this gal or whoever. And it's just kind of an underlying vocal track, or it's just on the bridge, or it's just you can hear their voice in the chorus. This is more like actual verses where it's Brendan. So it would be difficult to do the song without him, but that song is incredible. I do feel like I'd need to look up and confirm my favorites because I'll feel bad to leave ones out. But my holdout favorite from like the beginning was Homesick at Space Camp. And at the show we don't talk about, they did it. But that's fine. We don't talk about it. Yeah. So they didn't do it. He once tweeted and said, we might retire a song tonight. And then I flipped my shit when they played that song. But I absolutely love Homesick at Space Camp. There's something about it that does feel really personal and, like, close. And it feels really classic Fallout Boy, which sounds like a really stupid, cheesy thing to say. But it is. So that's early Fallout Boy, middle Fallout Boy. And I'll do a later Fallout Boy song which is Immortals, which is, like, that's a single. And, it like, I, I don't know. Normally, I'm not like, oh, this single is, so, like, the best song on the album, but I fucking love Immortals. And I don't know if it's... It's probably partially because it was tied to Big Hero 6, which is still one of my favorite Disney movies. Why did I say still? It's not like it came out that long ago. But um, it's one of my more favorite Disney movies, and the way that the song was promoted, the way it's used in the movie um, is really, really cool and fun. And the song itself is just so like, pow, pow, pow. It's it's a very powerful, fun lyrical song. So my favorite Fall Out Boy songs are the songs that are fun. It's not the more serious songs that are really, really, really good. Because, I mean, granted, if I had, you know, they did that. They've, they, they really excel with their really, really more emotional, slower tracks. Want to catch Johnny? Mm-hmm. Save Rock and Roll, like, I still, when they do Save Rock and Roll live, and they all stand, and you're like, <gasps> that, 
gets you, but that uh, those we, are my my top. Can three. we sidebar and talk yes. about the what a catch Johnny music video when they had all of the pieces from previous music videos? That was cold. That was the other reason that we all thought that they were gonna break up is because that, that felt like such felt a goodbye. Like a goodbye, yeah. That it was. I mean, there were signs, but I don't think we wanted to believe them entirely. Oh, I didn't. But um. Yeah, that music video is incredible. All of it. I mean, I don't want to watch so it again. Well, it's very sad. <laughs> yeah, but it's it is a very good music video, and Pete's always said it's about Patrick. Paige, what are your three favorite Fall Boy songs? The first one I have to pick is definitely Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. That was like as I said before, like the song that really got me to listen to them. It's a very solid song. I love singing along to it. It's that's just hands down like. One of my faves. Mm-hmm. I think I have to go with Hum Hum. I was going to say, if you don't say Hum Hum, <laughs> I would be very mad at you. <laughs> hum Hallelujah is such a good song. Mm-hmm. And I flip when they play it live. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just one of those songs, like, I know, it has a very heavy story to it. I mean, it's about the once's, like, suicide attempt and how that song came on the radio when he was sitting in his car in a parking lot, like, having taking some pills and stuff and but it's such a good song it's so fucking good i still when they they played that at their most recent show we saw the man we just grabbed each other's hands started screaming and jumping up and down nearly punching everyone around us in the face but worth it you always say a lot that you almost punch people (laughs) i almost i see but i never do I've almost, I think you've accidentally punched me in the chin before when I was standing behind yes. you, but yes. I can't blame you for that. Because I, I think I think it was one of those where they were like, pump your fist in the air, and you were yeah. like, yeah, and you like went back too far to like punch me in the chin, and I was like, okay. <laughs> I have accidentally punched myself in the face before. I'm the only person I've ever punched, so that's why I can vouch for it. I did, I punched myself so hard on accident that my contact popped out of my eye, and I was just trying to change a juice thing at Jamba Juice, but that's another story. <laughs> and then I'm trying to think, like, newer Fall Out Boy, I, I think I have to go with Alone Together, mm. because, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know where you're going, but do you have room for one more troubled soul? Just so good, so good. It's either that or Miss Missing You mm. on that album. That's, yeah. that's a difficult one. Young Volcanoes is also very good, but I, I have to pick one, and I think I'm going to go with Alone Together. Yep. And that one's also, they play that one live a lot still, and I love that. I love the message behind it, too. Yes. In terms of underrated, I mean, you already kind of, like, addressed underrated with yours (laughs) a little bit. I think that, I think that, I have actually a much more recent one that I think is fairly underrated. Jetpack Blues is such a good Mm. song. Such a good song. Um, And I, I just... I haven't seen people give it, like, a ton of love. I mean, I think that people definitely like it. Um, but that's definitely one of my favorites off of American Beauty, American Psycho. Very good song. I'm looking at a list of all of their songs, and one of them is oh. You'll Shoot Your Eye Out, and yeah. I can't wait for my email Christmas. We should do an email Christmas episode. Aw, we have to. Yes. Ooh. I mean, it's, like, a definite B-side, but Lake Effect Kid. Oh, fuck. That is such a good song. They did that at their first show back okay. and was like, oh my god. Because that's obviously relatable. We both literally live like a block from the lake. Like, <laughs> maybe two, but yeah. still. 
And I also think, I think Sophomore Slump is kind of underrated. Mm, yeah. And obviously that's one of I our know. favorite songs. We have matching tattoo. lyric tattoos from that song. And for anyone who doesn't know, we actually have tattoos that say the songs and the words own the beating of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Which is from that song. And that song features William Beckett, which just adds a layer of greatness to it. Mm-hmm. Especially since it features, like, prime the Academy as era, William Beckett. Now I'm just scrolling through this list. I mean, Disloyal, Disloyal Order of Water Buffaloes is a fantastic song, so too. good. Now I just want to start singing all these songs. I see those I titles. Know. Oh, my God. I love the, the B side, too. Like, I was just singing G-I-N-A-S-F-S earlier, which is yeah. gay is not a synonym for shitty. Even when they put out that Greatest Hits album and they had From Now On We Are Enemies, that's mm-hmm. a very good song, too. Yep. They are just so so good. That combo of Wentz's lyrics with Patrick's music is just... I also love Last of the Real Ones. They're putting out a new song soon, I think. They were teasing something. They haven't sent me my pre-order yet. It's been a while. (laughs) R.I.P. R.I.P. My pre-order. I just want my purple Fall Out Boy song. I (laughs) pre-order. Is there anything else you want to say about Fall Out Boy and the way they touch your life? (laughs) Always. Oh my god. They're still like... They're... Tattoos I'd want to get for Fallout Boy. There are things I want to say to Fallout Boy that I never will or will even have the capacity to try. But, you know, they just mean the fucking world because they yeah. were really like, when I was such a sheltered kid, I mean, I had like two bands. I'm not like, besides what my parents listened to, I had some 41 and Backstreet Boys, and that was it. So until Fallout Boy, I didn't really have too much of a taste of that kind of music. And they really helped me get really into going to concerts. Yeah, I honestly think I can say that my life would be entirely different if I had never become a Fall Boy fan. Absolutely. This podcast wouldn't exist. It wouldn't. It really, really wouldn't because it's like, I actually think that he once was so integral in like the success of like all of the Fueled by Ramen fans that were underneath, like, you know, smaller than them and stuff because it was like once I started going to Fall Out Boy shows, like, you'd go and you'd get there early so you could be in the front and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, here's Cobra Starship. Who's this band? I don't know. Let's, wow, that was really good. Maybe we should check them out. Oh, mm-hmm. Academy is is opening. That's cool. Like, the Hush Sound. Here's what we aim for. Like, so many tours where it was just like all of these younger bands or like smaller bands were opening for them and it was just like this whole thing and they would make all of those videos on friends or enemies dot com and you would just sit there and watch them and you'd see their friendships and you'd like really just like feel like you were a part of something special by being one of their fans and if none of that had existed like I think that I, 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 I've always loved music and before I discovered this genre I, I know I was pretty young but I still like loved it and I don't see any version of my life where I didn't listen to music a lot and didn't enjoy it a lot but to this level of like having discovered how much I love live music and like really just like having it help me through all of those like times in my life and all of those years like my life would be so different you and I probably would not be best friends like yeah we were because we were good friends for a long time until we like really got into music together but like I don't think that we would be. Mm-hmm. I think it would have. I think our friendship probably would have died when we went off to college if it hadn't been for this band and like our love of music. To be honest, oh, Fallout Boy, <laughs> so many words to say. <sighs> They're just so good. So many good songs. So many good music videos. So many good marketing campaigns. 
If I could say one thing, I wish that their merch these days was a little better. I don't like it as much as I like some of the older stuff. I agree, but, That's it, you know, though. I feel like they'll bounce back. <laughs> That's it. That's my complaint. <laughs> I actually made the mistake of searching Fall Out Boy Christmas sweater yesterday because I hate mm. myself. And I found this really, really lovely one that has, like, the crown logo and is red and green on a black sweater. And it mm. says, um, it has lyrics on it. Um, I can't remember which ones, but it was so lovely. And I was like, now I really want to buy this. And it was... Shipping from the UK, so it was going to be $40 plus shipping from the UK. And I was like, I don't need to spend that much money on this because I'll wear it about twice a year, but I love it so much. There was a time when I had, I wanted to paint something to wear to these shows, so I painted a denim vest with that crown logo, and I posted on Instagram and Fall Out Boy liked it, and I was like, OMG, I feel so special. So I, I still wear that jean vest all the time, like, I modified it so that I could wear it to the Fall Boy Paramore tour and added the little three-bar Paramore logo. I was like, great, now it works for both. <laughs> and wear it to Riot Fest, wear it to other concerts. It's very, very versatile. I wore it to their show at House of Blues over Riot Fest weekend. And uh, ugh, they're so good. I just love them. Yeah, it's it's really incredible when you think about how long we've been fans of theirs and just like how much we still love them. And mm-hmm. So we're going to take a quiz now. Yay, quizzes. Um, we're going to do which Fall Out Boy album are you? Okay. Pick a dessert. <laughs> Alcohol. Oh, I want all of these desserts. Ooh. Which one do I want now? I'm going to pick milkshake. Pick a Patrick's. That creme brulee is a little intense. I don't know that I want that. I'll do death by chocolate. Pick a Patrick Stump. Again, I will pick all of these. Yeah. None of these. I like, I like his other hats. So these are younger Patrick's. It's okay. Mm, I'll do that one. I hate it when I click on the <laughs> wrong part of Sorry. I love that this random image inexplicably includes a picture of Winona Ryder. Oh! Because Uma Thurman. Oh, there's champagne. I'm going to pick one. Grenade. Fireworks. Oh, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. The crashing me, you're no wave. Mm-hmm. Well, now, now I have Well, now you're key. thinking about it too much. I know. I'm moving on to pick a Fall Out Boy I'm single. Alrighty. This is very hard. <gasps> Mm, not American Beauty, American Psycho. Not I Don't Care. Not I Don't Care. The other options are Grand Theft Autumn, My Songs Know You Did in the Dark, Thanks for the Memories, and Sugar We're Going Down. I picked my songs. I think I'm going to pick Grand. No, Sugar. <laughs> sugar. Pick an animal. Okay, again, this is very <laughs> telling of the albums, which is hilarious. It is. I have we to see be right through you, BuzzFeed. Genuine, though. But I still like it. It's not like they're pictures from the, the albums. Pick a lyric that speaks to your soul. All of the above. I don't know where you're going, but you got to remember One More Troubled Soul. I just yep. talked about that lyric. I probably have to pick that one. I'm picking If You Are the Shores, I Am the Waves, mm. Begging for Big Moons. <laughs> pick an instrument. Samples of other <laughs> songs, LOL. <laughs> I'm going to pick drums. Ooh. Pick a character from Harry Potter. Pick a guest collaborator. Nobody. Why is Elton John not on this list? I know. I was like, where's Elton? I love Elvis Costello, but Elton should be here. I'm going to pick Brendan on principle. That's what I picked, too. Yep. Pick a drink. Beer. Beer, whiskey, rum, and coke. Oh, I got from under the cork tree. Yay. I'm going to pick absinthe because I drank it once and it was a time. I got foliada. says, you got foliada, which means you've got an affinity for the rich, luxurious life. You can be a bit indulgent and theatrical and it's totally awesome. 
It is totally awesome. <laughs> well, BuzzFeed didn't use the common acronym for this. They put F-U-T-C-T. Normally it's just F-U-C-T. Oh, yeah, what the hell? Is what really put Fall Out Boy on the mainstream map. That means that you're the next big thing, fresh on the scene and defying expectations. Time for a celebratory dance dance. Yeah! <laughs> and then actually, it's funny, we were going through some old Tumblr posts trying to find stuff for the podcast. And oh, yeah. We came across a couple of um, horoscope ones. I screen capped mine so I wouldn't have to find it again. But it was um, what album you are. So I'm going to read them all so that you following along at home can find out what Fall Out Boy album you are based on your Zodiac sign. So we will start with Aries, which is Sam Days. Taurus is Infinity on High, which is Paige's Zodiac sign. Yes. Gemini is Take This to Your Grave. Cancer is American Beauty, American Psycho. Leo, which is my sign, is Foliada, which is what I just got on that quiz. Virgo is My Heart Will Always Be the B-Side to My Tongue. Libra is Fallout Boy's Evening Out with Your Girlfriend. Scorpio is From Under the Cork Tree. Sagittarius is Save Rock and Roll. Capricorn is Star, 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 Live in Phoenix. Aquarius is Make America Psycho Again. And Pisces is Believers Never Die, Greatest Hits. So that's kind of hard because there are only so many albums so that you have to do EPs and stuff. But there you go. I came across one that says Signs as Fall Out Boy Lyrics. And I thought that mine and yours were pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read these. Aries. I'm not passive but aggressive. Take note, it's not impressive. Taurus. Me. I didn't come for a fight but I will fight till the end. <laughs> Gemini. She says she's no good with words but I'm worse. <laughs> Cancer. I spin for you like your favorite record used to. Leo. Which is me. I'm bad behavior, but I do it in the best way. <laughs> Spare you. <laughs> Sorry. I'm always like, Phoebe, don't! You're already, like, doing the thing, and, like, you get away with it, and I'm always just like, all right, that Hold happened. Oh my bear! <laughs> Virgo. I'm just a puzzle that doesn't want to be solved. Libra. We are wild. We are like young volcanoes. Scorpio. I'm a young lover's rage. Sagittarius. The best of us can find happiness in misery. Mm. Capricorn. Remember me for centuries. Aquarius. Heavy metal broke my heart. <laughs> Pisces. I slept in last night's clothes and tomorrow's dreams. <laughs> oh, some of these are so emo to hear them read out loud just without any context. Even with context, they're still super emo. Yes. Yes. So I think that about wraps up our Fall Out Boy episode. Yep. I would just like to say, if anyone who has anything to do with emo vs. pop punk nights at Beauty Bar is listening, please do a Fall Out Boy night. I am personally offended that you haven't done a Fall Out Boy it's night really yet. It's really weird that they haven't, and they would get a lot of, uh, I was going to say a lot of money from me, which isn't really true because they have such cheap beer, <laughs> but like... I would buy a lot of beer. <laughs> there would be a lot of photographs. Like, when we went to the Paramore night they had, there are, like, a bunch of photos where we're just like, yes, yes, feeling the Paramore. I know, we're in, like, half of the pictures that we're taking that night. <laughs> so, it would be that times two. <laughs> if they want to do the January one as Fall Out Boy. Because we all need it. Hour, I wouldn't be mad about it. Yep. Anyway. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. If you ask tweet questions. Us, tweet us what your favorite Fall Out Boy song is. We'll post the link to the quiz. You can tell us what era album you are. Mm -hmm. You can tell us what your favorite Fall Out Boy songs are. You can tell us if you think Fall Out Boy sucks and we'll tell you you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, we want to hear what you guys have to say. We want to agree and disagree with your opinions. And, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed 
listening to this as much as we enjoy talking about it, because we will always talk about Fallout Boy for One last ever. thing. Are they ever going to announce this special part two of the Fallout Boy Chicago thing? It's this podcast. <laughs> they want to come on the podcast, I'm oh, okay fuck. with it. That, no. <laughs> that, that would be a problem. We recorded in my studio apartment, though, so I don't really know how that would work, but we could rent a space. I would do that for Fallout Boy. <laughs> Just come back to your parents' apartment and be like, okay. Mom and Dad, I'm kicking you out. I need to use your condo. Yep. Oh, boy. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. LOL. So, uh, Fall Boy Forever. Believers never die. We're probably going to post lots of of ridiculous Fall Boy content on our our Insta and our Twitter after we release this episode because, I don't know, I'm always looking for excuses to post Fall Boy references, if I'm being honest. We have some very embarrassing photos of us as youths being excited about Fall Out Boy. Embarrassing. It's real bad. Oh, get excited for that video. That's the best part. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so scared. No, it's Please so good. Us. It's so good. <laughs> All right. Peace out, y'all. Bye. Thanks for listening.